This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Steichen. And I'm Luke Akery. And according to the Association of National Advertisers, up to 90% of direct mail, that's going to be our topic today, Dang. sneak preview, of our direct mail is opened, and at least 42% of recipients at least scan, if not fully read, the direct mail that they receive. Compare that to something like email with a 23% open rate, and direct mail might just be that sleeper marketing strategy that you're not using enough, even more impressive than this, 80% of millennials say that they are more attentive to direct mail and physical ads are more effective than digital campaigns. So today we're going to go over the five most important things your direct mail strategy needs to have. I was really impressed by that whole, the millennial stats that I was looking at. There's tons more. Um, but yeah, it's, they definitely seem to uh, lean closer to direct mail, but it makes total sense. Yeah. It teaches you a core principle about marketing and really human psychology, right? Is when there's a lot of noise, Right. You got to choose the channel where there's not as much noise and you cut yeah. through. But I think about like with email and digital ads and all that stuff, we're, we're seeing it all the time. I think the average person is seeing between 4,000 and 10,000 messages ads a day. Mm -hmm. And you think about what you get in email and what you get in digital and you go, yeah, no wonder it's so much harder to get my attention. I'm seeing hundreds and hundreds of more versus direct mail. You're now getting maybe what? Seven pieces of mail a day versus 20 two. something. Two? Two is the average. Yeah, two pieces. So you're going to yeah. see them. You're going to pay attention. Temple University did a study with the U.S. Postal Service and they found literally they measured like eyes, where eyes look. They, me they measured heart rate. They measured memory recall and direct mail because it's physical makes more of an emotional impact with people. Yep. And so it's easier to recall yeah. And, and bring to memory versus an ad you see on Instagram or on Facebook or on a website. That makes perfect sense. But if you think about that and the power of direct mail, you go, well, how should I be using my direct mail? If you're not dripping on your database mm -hmm. with some piece of direct mail, you're missing an, a, an advantage to get an emotional connection, a yeah. recall connection. And why is it important with your database? Because what do you want them to do? You want them to refer you. So you need to be solidified in their mind. So a digital ad they see is not as easy to recall. It doesn't live in their mind as much, but the physical that they see lives in their mind more, which means they're going to recall more and refer you more or come yeah. back and use you again. I wish there was a company that made like a really high quality physical mailer. Yeah. Ethan, look up the best companies in the world that do. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Here's your first thing that your uh, direct mail strategy has to have though. It's personalization, right? So you yes. have to personalize your mailer. Response rates increase by 135% simply when the recipient's name is printed on the mail. Amazon did a study that 70% of companies that used advanced personalization said they earned 200% ROI from it, more ROI from it. So it's really, really not only important to personalize it to the individual, but to personalize it to their needs. So this yeah. is where you want to really focus on your audience and your the persona of who you're sending so to. So some examples, like so our magazine that we were just joking about, right? You can write personal letters down yep. to the individual that you're sending it to. Um, but you you think about personalization, one, birthday cards is an easy one. But another one for like real estate agents would be on your postcards. Like we did this with my brother. We took listings that sold in the neighborhood that 
um, the person we were sending it to was in. Yep. So that was, it's powerful. Why? Because I live in Harleysville, Pennsylvania. And if you tell me the home right down the street from me sold, I know that address. I know this area. It pops to me more. It's personal. It's more relevant to me. And so I pay attention. So we would take like the uh, different homes that sold right close to the neighborhood we were sending to or in that neighborhood and to get people to pay attention. Another thing you could think about doing is putting on your postcard like, we're at 1100 First Avenue here in King of Prussia. 1100 and First Avenue, King of Prussia, want to know what it's worth? Yeah. Right? That's super personal. Get yeah, your attention. Absolutely. Second one is kind of along with that, but that's to make your mailings ultra targeted. So you mentioned the idea of sending to Harleysville, yeah. matching up the message that you're sending with the uh, with the audience that you're sending to. Uh, so this is where data really comes in and, and is, is super valuable. There's so much data, so many opportunities to target to a specific persona, you want to narrow down who is that person that you're trying to reach, actually create a picture of them in your mind, tailor your message to go accordingly. You can uh, target based on life events, right? That could be this, uh, that could be connected to a buying decision. You could do it based on different demographic information, like the, their building, uh, length of, a, uh, of residence, their income, whether they're a homeowner or a renter, their marital status, but you could also do it based on psychographic data. So these are the interests and the lifestyle that they have that you can then connect your message. Maybe it's your imagery, maybe it's the actual offer or the, the solution that you're providing as well. A perfect kind of example would be like renters, and um, real estate. So we do something called an eight by eight campaign with postcards because we do postcards for people as well. So it's one mailer a week for eight straight weeks. Imagine hitting, you're targeting specific um, audience of renters and you do an eight week campaign teaching and educating them of why it's more effective to own versus rent. Yeah. And the cost of, and you do one mailing maybe every week, kind of educating them. You're doing it based upon the actual audience. You're designing the cards with the education based upon the messaging that you want to do to these people. So those are, that's just one yeah, example. Like a picture of, of a house. Like you, like the average rent I think in the U S is 2000 a month. You could go back and like do this specifically yeah. for your area, but find a home that someone could buy for two thousand a month for on a mortgage, and show them that. Show yeah. them what that house would look like. You're paying you a mortgage; it's this. just not yours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Number three is you want to marry print with digital. So multi-channel ad campaigns, which include direct mail, have a twenty percent higher return on investment than campaigns without. That's according to PFL, and then according to Writers Block Live, uh, direct mail and digital ads together lead to a twenty-eight percent increase in conversions and a four hundred and fifty percent increase in response rate. So what, what we mean here is there's kind of two ways to go about this. One is to use uh, something uh, digital to get people to visit, right? So a QR code on a postcard is a great example because people scan that. It's easy. Yep. Everyone knows how to use a QR code nowadays. And then you can actually uh, take them to a landing page to offer them an item of value. So perfect example you just gave, want to know what 1100 First Avenue is worth, scan this QR code, go there. They would fill out their information. Now you actually have some data, which is the hardest thing with direct mail yep. is actually tracking. You can see who scanned your QR code. If you go to like, um, uh, if you make a QR code with Bitly, right? B-I-T dot L-Y. It'll actually show you how many times people scan that URL. That's awesome. Yeah. So you have some data there uh, to back it up. The other side of that would be to run, if you're 
uh, farming like a particular area, let's say you are going after Harleysville, uh, you would could run digital ads on Facebook and Instagram to that same demographic. So people are seeing the same message reinforced both digital and in print. Yeah, there's, um, that's really omnipresent marketing. But there's this thing that we learned called the frequency illusion. And I heard Jason Pantana share this. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really powerful. Basically, the frequency illusion is if you see people in multiple places in like multiple different mediums, you think you see them more. So if they see you online and they see you in their mailbox, they think they see you more than they actually do. And why is that important? Well, just thinking real estate, for example, 82% of people choose the first agent they interview to sell their home. So if you are first, it is insanely important because you have an 82% chance of getting that business. So if you can be online and you can be in the mailbox with some correlated campaign, that is super, super powerful. Yeah. And let's be honest, you are more likely to use a brand or a company that you recognize more than others because yes. there's this level of recognition that instills trust. If you see someone everywhere, you think that they're a big deal, you're going to be more likely to use them. Yeah. The fourth piece is do not neglect the design. You actually want to stand out with design. Remember, 90% of the information that is transmitted to our brains is visual. So keep the information clear, direct, simple as possible. Make sure you have a single CTA. Make sure that your design is leading people to that call to action. Yep. Um, I think the biggest mistake we see with mailers is just too much stuff on the mailer. Yeah. And then also um, not understanding the power of brand, meaning your brand is not just your logo, your picture, your colors, but it is an important part of being consistent every time you mail that they see, because you know they're only going to see it for a few seconds most of the time, right? Let's be real. So you want to reinforce that branding and that picture and that logo and every time they see it, just so you get build that brand equity, those deposits you're making. The other thing- Well, yeah, you keep in mind, uh, real quick, just to reinforce that, 90% of direct mail is open, but 42% scan it. There you go. So you have to capture them with that single headline, clean design. Yep. But clear versus clever and cute, as yeah, you always say. Exactly. Clear versus clever and cute. Don't be clever and cute because people have to think about it. Yeah. And then the fifth thing is you have to automate your system. So you've got to find something. You've got to work with a partner that's going to be able to automate this for you. Um, because the reality is, we say it all the time, the best system is the system that you actually use. Yep. Uh, you have a job to do. You don't, you're not a full-time marketer. You want to find someone that can help you automate it yeah, for Because you. here's the thing. Do you know how often you should be sending? Mm. Do you know what you should be sending? Do you know when you should be sending it and what you should be putting on it? And that's why you should get a partner and automate that out. Absolutely. So just to wrap up, you want to set a goal for what you want to achieve with your direct mail. You want to set up a targeted mailing list. Choose the type of direct mail that you're going to use. Make sure it's designed well. Include a single call to action. Reinforce that with digital and then find a partner to automate it with. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes and video of this episode. And I would be remiss if I didn't plug our company here. We can help you. Yes, if you want to automate it, if you want to partner up. If you want to automate it, if you want to personalize it, you want good design, you want targeted mailing list, hit us up. (laughs) Remindermedia.com. All right, thank you so much. Here is your dad joke for the day. Uh, I went to uh, out to eat last night at a restaurant. Okay. Loop. I don't know if you knew that, but I went out to a restaurant. And when I sat down, the waiter asked if I'd like to hear today's special. And I said, of course. And he said, "Uh, well, no problem, sir. Today is special. (laughs) <laughs> so today, 
<laughs> is special, everybody. If you want to get a hold of me, Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on social media. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Here is my action item for you for this episode is you should be dripping on your database. So you need to get some physical mailer in the mail to your database because the number one thing you want from them is top of mind awareness for referrals and repeat transactions. Physical mail makes a bigger impact, and that means they're going to remember you more. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 